The following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Kentucky woman, she shines with her own kind of light. She look at you once in a day that's all wrong, looks all right. And I love her, God knows I love her Kentucky woman, she gets to know you She gots to own you, Kentucky woman She's not the kind that gets turned at the drop of her name But something inside that she's got turned you on just the same Back on the Tom Dupree Show. You hear that 12-string guitar in there? It's the absolute best. Yeah. (laughs) That's a beautiful song. Yes, it is. You know it. Waylon Jennings. I I figured, you know, being Kentucky Derby Day, that would be the best song to lead off with in the second hour. Sure. Because you guys have ran through all the Derby horse songs in the first hour. (laughs) hour. By the way, that first hour was recorded. It didn't sound like it, but it was. <laughs> so this sneaky. one's live. Sneaky. Yeah, very sneaky. Mm. Oh, boy, we got some interesting stories to go over here today, Philip. Uh, Philip Sexton, we welcome to the show. We already welcomed Guy Hewlett in the <laughs> yeah. first hour. Good yeah. morning. <laughs> and Elizabeth. Yeah. The potential payouts of owning a Kentucky Derby horse or a winner, this is uh, – pretty complicated but it looks interesting yeah it, it, i it caught my attention because when you look at it you know anybody that that owns a horse or does horse racing it, it's it's a complicated way of investing because yeah. when when you really boil it down um you know you, you look at a horse per se you're not you're not buying a horse thinking they're going to win 50 races and all those races are going to have a combined purse of 20 million you're going to be you know shebang right really you're just trying to win three or four grade one stakes races somewhere and turn him into a stud horse that's it that's all you're trying to do and i i find it very interesting you know it it kind of boils down to you're, you're trying to bet on what the future cash flows right of a racehorse is you know it it jumps into here and it says uh you know the the when the horses line up at the starting gate of the kentucky derby on saturday they won't be gunning for the 1.86 million in prize money so that's for the first place horse second place is i think six hundred thousand, and so on and so forth uh a stake is a win that can add millions to a horse's value and set it on the path to chasing the most lucrative title in equine sports, the triple crown. Uh, it goes on in the article here. It starts talking about last year's winner justify. Uh, so males are often retired to stud with the best ones commanding fees of more than 100,000 for every mating that results in a live foal that stands in nurses at birth. That's where the real money is. Stallions regularly cover or mate with more than 100 mares a year so it goes on to say a retired racehorse's stud fee dictates how much he brings and also serves a rough proxy of his overall value generally speaking a stallion is worth about 300 times his stud fee or more so to put that into perspective uh the 2018 triple crown crown winner justifies breeding rights 
which entitled owners to uh, free breedings and a share of the stud fees, ended up selling for a reported $75 million. Wow. 250000 That's his stud fee. For a, and I think that's for a guaranteed live fall. Guaranteed live fall. So, no, they don't. you don't pay until the mayor is or is confirmed that she's pregnant. Yeah. I don't think it's on the ground. It's just confirmed. Is it on the ground? Is that correct? Thank you, Elizabeth. Stands and nurses. Stands and nurses. Stands and nurses. Okay. And I think that the interesting thing about all this is the risk-reward potential. Think about it. You know, Omaha Beach, for example, scratching in the Kentucky Derby, crushed his his – I mean, it had to have it had to have crushed his breeding um, value, right? Because now you're looking at are his foals going to be, you know, potential scratches in the future, right? You know, it's all it's all a a, a looking at future cash flows. Yeah, that's right. what when you're when you're investing, you're always looking at potential future cash. So that owner sold his rights at just the perfect time. The owner did real well. Yeah. However, the new the new owners are going to manage this just like anybody would in business so they're going to invest some money in getting the horse well mm -hmm. continue to train in hopes that it'll come back and run in some other grade one stakes hopefully and maybe get to the breeders cup now the risk is the on payoff is on their table and they still have a high potential for a pay or a high potential payoff yeah because when you look at uh it goes in here and it starts talking about the uh the highest uh you know, stud the high stud fees or whatever. Um, so a horse's career winnings aren't the best indicator of his potential value as a stud. Only two of the 50 highest earning racehorses of all time currently feature among North America's 50 leading sires. The real determinant of a top dollar stallion is how his children fare on the track. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Omaha Beach could pop his first five kids out three years later. Bang. So if his daddy's still around and still mating, uh, that's going to help him too. Yeah, because you could start your stud fee out at a hundred thousand, and if your first roll, rung, ring of kids start, you know, dropping G one stakes wins left and right, well, that's going to three hundred real quick. Yeah, that's right. They can come up. Yes. Well, these these two sires they talk about, Tappet and Warfront. Neither really had a very stellar racing career. Yeah. No. But boy, they are flat producing some offspring. <laughs> Woo! That's what they yeah. say. Tappet can, he puts his potential out at a very high rate. Yeah. His genes pass really, really good. Well, you know, this is a very risk averse business, and they say it's the king of sports. But I did a little research just. Sport of Kings. Sport of Kings. Yeah, Sport of Kings. Thank you. King yeah. of sports. It, it's the allergy season. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all goofy. <laughs> Hunting season. <laughs> Hunting season. But I did a little research, and I thought this was interesting about the actual Derby. There's eight billionaires, owners yeah. of the Derby this year. Right. But look at some of the background of some of these owners. Okay, Gary Barber, he's an MG, he's former chairman and CEO of MGM, okay? We've got two investment guys, uh, hedge fund guys in this in this group. RA Stable Raymond Hill, he's a former Wall Street dude. Um, the other guy was uh where was his name here on the back? Oh, I've I lost him. But anyhow, there was two uh, investment guys. Founder of Campbell's Soup granddaughter coal executives we got uh we've got listen to some russian investment guys mm -hmm. in in the in the derby here columbus partners was the other hedge fund jack wolf these guys understand risk and they understand investment and you cannot forget our esteemed Bernie Sams from Lexington, Kentucky, in that great group. Yeah, he's the, that's such a good story. Yes, he is. Now Bernie's not an actual owner of the horse, but he was a breeder. These are these were owners I was talking about. Well, now, <laughs> I think the interesting thing you, you start talking about too, it, it all comes down to capital. You're talking about risk averse. Well, yes, you know they've got the capital to to take on this risk, and. The interesting thing, every time you run your horse, you risk total loss of oh, principle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
that horse breaks its ankle, yeah, done. Every dollar spent gone. Yeah. But if he wins the race, you've doubled the value, quadrupled the value, whatever it may be of that horse. And it, I find it it's it's almost like a uh, it's almost like investing in growth stocks. Mm-hmm. Because all you're trying to do when you buy a growth stock, you know, a lot of times when you when you look at an initial company, I'm going to use Uber or Lyft for example. Both those two IPO or you know Ubers, they haven't IPO'd yet, but they're close. But Lyft has. Yeah. Neither of them are making money. They right. they are they are <laughs> negative earnings at this point. Most horses when they're racing are at negative earnings. Yeah. And you're hoping that the idea of of eventually one day it's going to turn into a consistent cash stream yep so that's what when you're looking at these horses you're buying it at the the ipo price right and you're hoping that one day it's going to turn into a dividend payer yeah exactly a dividend payer that's right because that's what that's what Stormcat was. Oh, big dividend. Big dividend payer. Warfront is. Tap yeah. it. So what is the, the the affinity with the all the energy business and the thoroughbred business? I mean, I, I, that was the last group I wanted to talk about. We've got five oil energy people in this. you got the Shadway, the, the Sheiks. Yeah. you got They've the been Farish, forever. The Farish family, Standard Oil of America takes a special kind of person to even be an oil wildcatter too you've got to go out and pop a hole in the ground and hope something comes up i think it's interesting it's the same, it's the same mindset the oil business has always been very very present in the thoroughbred industry risk yeah high, high risk high reward it's a I mentality live. that's it stay with us we got to take a break it is the tom dupree show news radio 630 wlap April. Joe Biden. People's personal space. The immigration problem. The Mueller investigation. It's not over. Julian Assange. Notre Dame. Sri Lanka. Terrorism. And open fire on the synagogue. This May. In Venezuela. Happens here. Your time is over. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Things like, there ain't no good in an evil-hearted woman. Back on the Tom Dupree Show on this Derby Day. Scammers like to target retirees. This is something we talk about in our newsletter to our clients uh, this uh, month. And uh, you've got an article about it, Philip, that uh, sheds some light on the problem. Yeah, um, it's a very scary proposition uh especially the the older you get but i mean it happens to everyone uh in in today's world uh so the story goes a few months after she retired and they use in quotes m just for a name m got a call from the tech support service she had subscribed to after buying a new computer the company was going out of business and refunding customers the caller explained 
he accidentally credited M's account for $6,000. She checked her bank account, and there it was, a $6,000 deposit. If you don't write a check and deposit it to this account number today, I'll lose my job, the caller implored. Fortunately, M didn't take the bait. Instead, she went to her bank account to report the fraud and change all of her accounts. What was most alarming, she said, was that the huckster was able to weave seemingly unrelated information into a pretty compelling story. So, it it goes on to talk about... Did she keep the six grand also? I mean, that's... I, that's, yeah. a, that's a good question. Yeah. It did not talk about that in well, the article. And then how did, how did, how did he verify that that there was a deposit of six thousand. I thought that was he, interesting. He's got to. He, there got to be in there. That's the. That's the scary part. He, he was in the bank account or in the phone app or whatever. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah, it could have been the phone where he did a falsified picture. You right. Know, when you go to log into your bank and he pings it with a different, you know, of uh, a uh, uh, fake thing where it'll show you know your bank account with a six. I don't know. There's there's. This, a million different ways. There's a reason that they're called scam artists. Oh, they're good. They're they're real artists. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it can be a very scary thing, especially when you've worked your entire life to to build a nest egg. To think that you know uh, there there's scam artists out there all the time trying to get their their grubby little fingers on your money. Yep. You know, on your livelihood and this article it really touched it really kind of hit home for you know one of the things that we try to do at our firm you know we we try to build relationships with our with our clients because the only way you can have a long-term sustained level of success is with a long-term healthy relationship mm-hmm. you know, we we like to know what's going on with our clients they want to know what's going on with their account. You know, I think another thing is is we're we're very we're very diligent in our processes on everything that candid we do. and diligent, candid and diligent. Love yeah. that. Yeah. We're very diligent in the fact that you you have to call us or talk to us in person to ever touch your account, to ever get money out of your account, or to ever put money into your account. Right. Let me jump in on this. So one of the things when we talk about being candid and diligent, we talk about how important it is for us to continue to educate our clients. And we're going to be doing a lunch and learn series this month. Matter of fact, on scamming, we've got a person coming from the Better Business Bureau. But I I thought it'd be kind of interesting to see what 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 are the top scams out there right now top 10 scams it's kind of interesting medical health insurance number one obviously prescription drugs funeral cemetery scams anti-aging projects of course telemarketing phone internet investment schemes homeowner reverse mortgage big one out there of course sweepstakes lottery but this one really jumped off the page the grandparent scam. You know, M, when you were talking about Mrs. M or let, letter M, I thought of Meemaw, Grandma, right? Yep. Here's where the grandparent scam, how this works. This is terrifying. So the grand, it's so simple and devious because it uses one of the adult's reliable assets, their hearts. Mm. They'll call on the phone Meemaw picks it up, for example, and the caller says, Hi, Grandma, do you know who this is? Bam, got her right there. When the unsuspecting grandparent guesses the name of the grandchild, the scammer most sounds like off to the races. And then the next thing you know, that caller is telling her, I've, you know, I've getting kicked out of my apartment. I don't have rent money, this kind of stuff. Bam. Oh, God, sweetie, let me send you the money right now. And then they, you know, of course, they get all the information and off to the races. Right. That's terrifying to me. Wow. You know, that's where I was was saying, too, is when we talk to our clients at at the pre-financial group, you know, Guy Hugo calls. uh, You're my hypothetical client here, Guy. Guy Hugo calls, and he says, hey, Philip, 
I'm going to need you to send me $5,000. Well, first off, TD Ameritrade only allows two methods, two methods of money going out of the account through a link to a bank account of which Guy Huglet in person has to provide me the voided check and sign the form in person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I link it that way. Or to a check made out to Guy Huglet and his address of record. That are the two ways money goes out. So there's no way that I could send it to Philip Sexton's address. And, and oh, yeah, I'm, I'm right. high rolling. Now, the second thing, and this is where, this is where the relationship factor comes into you call me up and you say, "Hey, Philip, I need you to send me six thousand dollars." I'd be like, "Oh man, you know what? What happened? Your 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 roof start leaking or something?" You know, I I'm going to qualify that. You know, because Guy Huglet doesn't take six thousand dollars for no reason, right? And you're gonna say, "Oh, my grandson just called me. He's he's bingo. There yeah. it is." And then I'm That's gonna be it. like, "Do what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then I'm going to tell you this story that I really believe. Yes, and then and then Philip's going to say, "Right, hold on a minute, let's let's hit the pause button here, and make sure everything's copacetic." Exactly. There's a man we know that recently <laughs> lost up to eight hundred thousand dollars from scammers. He was uh, wasn't money that was with us. Obviously, it was with a bank account, but. Uh, He's an elderly gentleman and getting somewhat dementia and people were able to get into him and into his bank account and make off with quite a bit of money. Wow. Yeah. You know. Very, very sad. So scary. The the article talked about the the, the iPhone and how or the smartphone it said, how dangerous the smartphone is. I was at a gas pump recently. And as I was, as I got out of the car, I had my card and I put the thing in the machine. And of course, they transmit a lot of that stuff, that information, you know, over the air. Yeah. Right. And there was a guy standing on the corner and he had a headset on and had a little antenna and he had his, his, his iPad in front of him. And I'm like, wonder what that guy's doing. And of course, my magnifying mind <laughs> said oh he's over there. he's grabbing all this information as it's being <laughs> transmitted Did you go ask him no no but i wondered you know i wondered so yeah. i mean it's it's kind of the world we live in now well it you think of of that's one of the detriments to technology is it's a it's right at your fingertips your whole life yeah yeah that's right stay with us We're not going to solve the problem, but we're darn sure going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. You got it. It is the Tom Dupree Show with Guy Hewlett, Philip Sexton's News Radio, 630 WLAP. What will you learn when you start your degree online with Arizona State University? You'll learn that you're capable of more than you know, that you can accomplish anything with the right people in your corner. You'll learn that a crazy idea that seemed impossible is possible, and that inspiration is the greatest motivation. Learn how an ASU degree can unlock your potential. Text SCHOOL to 66597 and discover the more than 150 degree options that can be accessed from anywhere on your schedule. ASU Online includes an entire team of professors and advisors dedicated to helping you discover your own path and create your own opportunities. Unlock your potential today with Arizona State University Online. Learn more about Arizona State University degrees offered 100% online. Text SCHOOL to 66597. That's S-C-H-O-O-L to 66597. If you're itching to shake off the winter blues, jump headfirst into spring at Kentucky's diverse state parks. Enjoy full-service resort lodges, cozy cottages, and scenic campsites for your whole crew, or just for two, plus top-rated golf courses and breathtaking lakes, perfect for exhilarating adventures or peaceful escapes. Put a little spring back in your step in the Bluegrass State. Plan your Kentucky State Park schedule away today at parks.ky.gov. 
North Korea firing off missiles Saturday into the Sea of Japan, its first missile test since November 2017. The short-range launch is coming hours after President Trump discussed North Korea with Russian President Vladimir Putin on Friday, who in recent weeks hosted a summit with North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un. Former State Department official and ABC News contributor Steve Gagnard. Unless we find or hear something new from intelligence sources, this is just Kim stomping his foot, looking for the attention of the world. North Korea's leader upset over the lack of progress and talks with the U.S. since a summit between President Trump and Kim Jong-un ended without a deal. In the Caribbean, the cruise ship Free Winds made it to port in Curaçao. Health officials there telling ABC News one person on board, a female crew member, tested positive for measles, saying she had been in Europe before boarding the ship last month. Passengers on board that ship could be quarantined until the health ministry there determines who's been vaccinated. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Made it to Kentucky Derby Saturday. Mostly cloudy skies today. And as we get into the afternoon and evening, those showers will be increasing yet again. Some rumbles of thunder possible. Highs today, 65 to 70. Morning shower, then some afternoon clearing taking over on Sunday. Gets better, high around 70 degrees. Forecast on your Monday, pushing 80 with a fair amount of sun. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Win one thousand dollars. I am so excited. I just won a thousand dollars. Just won a thousand dollars. Can't believe that I won a thousand dollars. Every hour. Every hour. Every weekday. Every day. All day. Just listen for your keyword for cash. By Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company, makers of Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, the beer of Bourbon Country. Grab some Kentucky Coffee Barrel Stout or Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Blackberry Porter at your local big box store. Win cash from News Radio 630 WLAP. Mother's Day is next Sunday, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. One dozen assorted roses for mom for $19.99. And as a special bonus, double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone and enter the secret code 1919. With fresh flowers, express delivery, and unique vases and accessories that mom will love, Pro Flowers has everything you need to get your Mother's Day shopping done for all the moms you know. Order now from Pro Flowers to get amazing savings. Just pick a delivery date and its freshness is guaranteed or your money back. One dozen assorted roses sent fresh from the farms and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days, starting at $19.99. Or double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Order now because Mother's Day is next Sunday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 1919. That's proflowers.com, secret code 1919. 630 WLAP. I look for trouble and I found it some. Straight down the barrel of a lawman's gun. I try to run, but I don't think I can. You make one move and you're a dead man. Friend ain't living long like this. He's living on like this. Can I baby? Back on the Tom Dupree show. Retire early, work forever, both are wildly unrealistic. What's this all about? All right, so, you know, the, there's a big thing going around, the, the, the FIRE strategy, financial independence and retire early concept. Uh, there's, also, <laughs> there's also a second, less attention-grabbing, uh, so this is how the article says it, there's also, but a second, less attention-grabbing idea, as far as we know, it lacks an acronym, has also become common. People who don't plan to retire at all, but continue working until they drop. That'd just be an acronym called work. Work. Yeah, <laughs> work. So it, it goes on to say uh, it's, it's, an, it's an interview, um, but it goes. So Barron spoke with uh, Teresa Gilder, Gilder Ducci. And uh, the Irene and Bernard L. Schwartz Chair in Economic Policy Analysis in the Economics Department at the New School. Okay. So they go on, they ask, let's start with your thoughts on the movement to retire early, the financial independence retire early plan. 
And so she goes on to say, the person who says, I want to retire early, should probably talk to a therapist because behind that is probably an uncertainty about what they want to do with their life or they don't like their job. But just financially, it doesn't make sense unless you're very, very rich. And if you're very, very rich, you probably have expensive taste. For most people to quit work for 40 or 50 years it's just not a plan that ge- that can be sustained for anybody except for people on TV. So that's what I'd say to someone who wants to retire in their 40s and 50s. Did you hear what I said? 50s. 50s is too young. The math won't work. We had a guy come in the other day who wanted to retire at age 51. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we told him it was not plausible. Not plausible. Right. Uh, then she goes on to say the second group of pe- uh, the second group are people who are engaged in what's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah, there you go. It's a great word. They know they don't have enough money, and so they engage in another kind of fantasy, which is I can work until I die. My employer will want me. We find in our research that there's a level of enormous age discrimination and that there are a lot of jobs that are so fast-paced in terms of uh, technology skills required that an older worker will just not be able to keep up. So, you know, it it all boils down to can you continue to do your job? Right. Uh, Then it goes into, this this is what we really focus on. So maybe some of the never-retire crowd have been discouraged by assuming if I'm going to live for 30 years after I retire, I need to save 30 years of salary. But that's not how it works. Mm-mm. So if a person said I need $50,000 a year for 30 years and then just multiplied 50000 by 30, they would have way too much money. By the time you're 65 or so, let's say 63, you should have about eight times your annual salary saved for retirement if your annual salary is about what you want to live on. Uh, and you need, and do you need to replace 100% of your salary? You need about 70%. So this is key. Why isn't it 100? Because you won't need commuting costs, you won't need to save money, and your taxes should be lower. The third thing is, is if your target replacement is 70%, Social Security will provide a little over half of that, or about 40% for a worker earning $50,000 a year. That means you're going to need another 30%, and you're going to need to save for that 30%. If you earn 50000 when you're when you were working, you'll need 300000 in savings to be living at the same standard you did while you were working. So when you think of retirement, it's a math problem. Mm-hmm. How many years do you plan on living? Well, you never know. So you've got to plan for a very long period of time. How much money do you have saved up and what can it pro- produce right. for you? When you look at your portfolio, how much money will your portfolio be able to produce an income for you? Once you figure this out, what are your expenses going to be? Do they match up? Yeah. Do you have a surplus? Do you have a, uh, what's the opposite of surplus? Deficit. Deficit. I, I knew it started with deficit. a D. De- a deficit. <laughs> do you have a deficit? <laughs> Uh, are you out of cash are you out of cash because we want our clients to be able to live inside of their means that's right because if you can live inside of your means you can live for a very long time yeah if you spend down your principal then guess what you're required to do when your principal's gone die (laughs) you know the the this article was pretty revealing to me the fact that this we've talked about fire before on this show and the fact that so there is such a strong movement for wanting to retire in your 40s and 50s and in the last time we discussed this one of the things that was apparent was that people were making very reckless choices unhealthy choices to save money to get to this place of wanting to retire and um and, you know, I, it, to me, the therapist statement that she made really hits the bell because if you really look at what it would be like to be doing whatever you wanted to do in, in your 40s, for example, you know, that could be a real challenge. 
how you would continue to stay busy and occupy your mind. I, I mean, I just I, I I'm concerned about that. You know how that could even work, and you would need some <laughs> little bit of mental health counseling, so to speak. But let's talk about this group that thinks they should work forever. Cognitive dissonance, dissonance, <laughs> allergies. <laughs> You know what I call that? I call that self-centered fear. That's yeah. really what that means. And that is a real problem right now for our older generation. They're scared to death. And they're not going to have enough money. They're not going to be able. But he's right, or she's right when she says, hey, these, these companies you work for eventually are going to let you go. You know, you can't work here forever. You're going to have to find other yeah. means of employment. And I think there's a whole world of opportunity out there, you all. I call it the renaissance worker. In finding a place for these senior citizens that need to continue to work for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. Bad decisions made, uh, pro improper planning or whatever, life, mm -hmm. on life's terms. And they lost a lot of money for whatever reason. But we need to address that. And I think it's really important. Here's what's even more interesting. There is a owner in the Kentucky Derby by the name of Gary West. And he has a company that is focused just on that, a foundation, he and his wife, really? helping seniors, okay, um, with the increased cost of being a senior, particularly health care, and, uh, you know, taking care of them so they can continue to m make it. So it's kind of interesting. Well, I think, too, like – you were talking about the increase in cost of health care, the, 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 the fire strategy, the financial independence retire early strategy. If you're basing it on what your expenses are today, I mean, think about what health care has done over the past 30 years. <laughs> you know, my lifetime, basically. Yeah. The inflation rate on that has been astronomical. Yeah. You know, it's the biggest expense in anybody's budget now who's retired. Right. basically yeah you know so when you when you factor these these things in if you were to retire very very if if someone came in to our office tomorrow at the age of 45 and said hey i've got this nest egg i want to retire i'm going to look at them and i'm, I'm going to say okay you know how much are you going to need to live off of today and if it's if it's over a one and a half percent or a two percent withdrawal rate i'm gonna right. tell them no yeah because that that could turn into a, a slippery slope real quick. Absolutely. You know, you've, you've got to have a lot of money and low taste, as it says. A lot of money and low taste. Well, well and the I, other thing is uh, about that is it doesn't, it doesn't provide for any possible um, breakdown in your plan. And if you had unexpected expenses and that kind of thing, where is that going to come from? You know, mm -hmm. what could happen there? Um, how are you going to replace that? Yeah. Well, if you had it. And that's what we talk about, the, the life happens. Life happens. Mentality. And, you know, if you're if you're talking retiring at 40 and you're planning on living, you know, to, w w let's say 90, that's 50 years of life happens. That's it. That's more than you've been alive up to that date. Well, most of the people that we see don't aren't trying to do that. They're they're in their sixties and seventies, fifties, exactly, 60s, and seventies. That, that's a big thing. That, that that's one of the first things we do when we when we're talking with a, a a potential client of ours is we we boil it down into okay, what what are your expenses? You know, where where do you feel comfortable at in expenses? And we try to be as conservative mm -hmm. as possible, and what are your what are your assets what can we generate with these assets and if the equation doesn't add up we're going to tell you no we're going to tell you we're, we're going to tell you you need to look at other options you can uh you can hit us up on facebook uh look at it us on facebook look at our uh website depreefinancial.com those are some helpful resources yeah. i think it all comes back down to being candid and diligent. That's right. You know, we're we're very diligent when we when we sit down in these meetings to go over things, well, and we're very yeah. candid, and we'll tell you. Well, we're forthright. Yes, we we we'll tell you the truth as we understand. That's it. right.
Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. At the top and 30 minutes past the hour, we get to the bottom. Get to the bottom of what happened on today's top stories. Some very big things. It's a story that you have to hear. For top of mind awareness. Keep me informed. I like to listen. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Rainy day woman. There you go. All right. The case for lower interest rates still is out there. Innovation could depress inflation pressure, driving the Fed to pursue faster growth. And I thought all along we were waiting for it to go back up again. Yeah, it's it's been it's been rather crazy uh, when you look at things that the Fed uh, – Raised rates what four times last year? A yeah. total of a, a entire one percent, right? And they were supposed to do it four times uh, this four year. Four times this year, and they haven't. You know, when you look at things, um, they they stopped. Uh, I think at the end of last year, he he said, "Okay, we're gonna put it on pause next year and see what happens." Uh, you look at where inflation stands today and where they've put rates, because all the Fed is trying to do for those who don't really understand why they raise and lower interest rates is they're trying to hit market neutral. Yeah. Meaning they're trying to, to hit basically where, where real rates are zero, which is matching the, the rate with inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they have this target strategy of a 2% inflation rate. Uh, so it says the so-called core inflation is measured by the price index of personal consumption expenditures, excluding food and energy, plummeted to 1.6% in March from 2% in December, surprising the Fed and most economists. Uh, they start talking about transient factors, like uh, how the uh, mer- mercantile industry, the in terms of clothing uh, and things of that nature, have have changed and the, the movement in the stock market in the first uh in the end of last year and all these things that are kind of one-off scenarios uh but it it still leads to believe that you know if if more transient factors pile on then you know like prescription drug prices uh if they continue to decline uh all of these arguably represent positive supply side shocks uh which businesses and governments have found ways to deliver same or better products at lower prices so if you see a continued pace of this then it's inflation pressure right and if inflation remains under where the where the rate set by the fed is then eventually you will push things into a a recession Mm mm-hmm uh, so this is where it gets kind of interesting that the Fed is playing basically right now they're they're playing a we hope that the economy catches up to where we're at right or goes goes back above where we're at uh, because they don't want to have to cut rates at the moment after they just raised them four times last sure. year. Sure. So it's a it's a dangerous game 
when you really start to watch things of, of what's really happening. Um, because when you look at what really spurs economic growth, it's credit creation. Yeah, that's right. You know, because it, it, it's a matter of I want to buy more things, but I have to leverage my income-producing ability to buy more things. That's right. Borrow the money to do it, and that's credit creation. Credit creation. And what the Fed does when they're moving rates up is it tamps down credit creation yep. every single time. And you're trying to meet in the middle here. Yep. And if you tamp it down, but you know, if you tamp it down too much, you starve off credit creation, things start to fall back down. Well, now you're, you're flipping the switch and you're trying to stop it. Create credit. You're trying to create credit. So it's a, it's a hairy situation that they're in right now. Um, it's, very early to tell, but I think that it's it's fun, you know, to, to look at. And the title of the article says, a case for lower rates still lurks. Mm-hmm. You know, if this thing continues to, to morph into more transient factors, as they say, more supply-side shocks, where more supply comes on due to higher productivity or things of that nature, and less demand, you know, demand doesn't match supply, and you bring a, a fall in price, well, now you've got to cut. That's right. You, it's, it's the only thing you can do. Yes. And, you you, you know, it, it could be interesting to, to see what, what boils down into the, the next few uh, quarters. When you talk about boiling down, interesting to see, it's how do they really measure all of this? That's, you know, there's a lot of technology, statistical data that they're reviewing. I mean, one of, one of the transient factors is cell phone use plans and the, and the impact that we're receiving from having a cell phone. They talked about that and that they're not real sure how to measure that. Yeah, and, and when you look at a cell phone plan and you've got unlimited data and you're shopping at Target, and you see something you like at Target, and you look up the item online. Online, that's it's right. It's going to bring up Amazon's price, Walmart's R- price, right. Costco's price. Right. And you're going to say, hey, I can get $2 cheaper at Yeah. But I'm here right now, so. Uh-huh. It comes down to, yeah. That, I might as well go ahead and get it. It's, it's bizarre, isn't it, if you really think about it? It is. So it, it's, it's really when you start to look at things. You know, I'm I'm not out here ringing alarm bells, standing on top of the the street corner. You know, hanging from the the street sign, screaming, "Sell everything and and run away!" But it's it's interesting <laughs> to to have a finger on the pulse of what's going on That's in the right. economy. You know, and and to be honest with you, we we saw increased productivity gains. Yep. In the last quarter, mm-hmm. which leads to over time increase wage gains right which if you have higher wages well now you can leverage them more mm-hmm. so that's a potential positive sign you might be able you might feel more comfortable leveraging them more and buying more things so demand could follow as well but it's all a wait and see prospect yeah Workforce development. <laughs> there you go. How many jobs last month? Ring the bell. Again, another increase. 260,000 new jobs in April. Ding, ding, ding. You're the job guy, I'm guy. I'm the job guy. I mean, you know, the economy is continuing to... Well, and, and I really... Smoke and jive. I really kind of have a simple outlook on, on the economy as well, too, is that it's a matter of how many people there are to buy things really it boils down to that you know if you continue to have a population growth you'll continue to have a positive upward trajectory on inflation a positive amount of demand Mm -hmm. um now you're going to have swoons in there where people just you know for some reason they get scared and they don't want to buy things and they save but when you look at a country like japan for example where they don't have a positive population growth that's why they've been in this savings driven savings driven economy for two decades now. That's right. Yeah. 
You know, so it's not a consumption-driven economy. Exactly, and that—that's—that's all. That's an that's an easy thing to gauge. Statistic. Yep. You're talking about statistics. Yeah, that's an easy statistical method. You know, the the job force did shrink about five hundred thousand this past month, where they're just they're out of the job market, which indicates the more baby boomers mm-hmm. starting to retire, which. You know, bodes well for the pre-financial group. Yeah. And even when you're in retirement, guess what? You still got to consume. Mm-hmm. That's right. Still part of the economy. You need you need income, which is what we try to provide with our accounts. Is uh, we try to invest our accounts and our clients' accounts in such a way that it will produce dividend income to give them the n- necessary. Uh, money that they need in order to live and and do business without dipping into their principal without liquidating their principal well you know it's it's something that it it affects everyone uh in retirement and you you've got to you need somebody on the other side of the table who's going to be candid and forthright diligent with your portfolio so give us a call, 859-233-0400. You can also look us up on Facebook, look us up on the web. So you guys got your Kentucky Derby picks ready? All, all set, mine, hey. cutting humor. That's yeah. my pick. Philip. Honestly, I don't even know the names. I sent I sent $15 with my father-in-law, and I said, I want 7 10 and 19 $5 each to show. There you go. 19 there. Yeah, there is a 19. 19 is spinoff. 16, 19 previous Derby winners started with the letter S. There you go. How about that? Who you? Who's your pick, Tom? Tacitus. Tacitus. Okay. Yeah. So, let's go have some fun. There you go. All right. We appreciate you listening to us today. Thanks for uh, tuning in. You've been listening to Tom Dupree, Philip Sexton, Guy Huglet. It's the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.